Hi, everyone. It's me. Okay, so we, we're changing it up a little bit because the Real Sober Mom chats now are just going to live on the main podcast feed. It was getting a little, um, I don't know, a little confusing for editing purposes and scheduling purposes to have them here first and then there. I might do something where I... um you know, include some bonus content from the chat that didn't make the episode, or maybe it's just special for this bonus episode. So I might include that as a bonus episode over here, but the real sober mom chats will no longer live on this feed first before they were showing up here first and then going to the main sober mom life feed. Now they will just go right there. Um, remember if you want to share your story, you can sign up and the link is on that members only dashboard page. Um, I think I have, I definitely have some dates still left in August and then I will be opening September's calendar soon, which is crazy. How is that even possible? Um, but yeah, I would love to talk to you and it's easy. I mean, I say it's easy. Uh, okay, it might feel scary and you might feel intimidated by the thought of, you know, talking and being on a podcast and I totally get it. I was the same way. Um, but if you have liked listening to other women's stories and if they have helped you, your story will help someone too. And it's also, you know, it, it can be very cathartic to have to kind of sit down and figure out how to tell your story. And for a lot of us, that's the first time that we've had to really think about our story. And it's like, oh, okay, how do I explain this? And um, it, it's therapeutic to talk through it and to listen to it. And I know that it's scary, but sometimes the scariest things are, are the best. So scary in a good way, not scary in a bad way. You know what I mean. Um, so anyway, that was a long way to say that the Real Sober Mom Chats will not be on the bonus feed anymore. Um, they will be on the regular feed. And so now I'm going to share, um, I'll try and do, so it's, I'll definitely do the Sunday check-in every week. And then I'll try to do an extra bonus episode too. I, I'm going to try and have one on Wednesdays. Um and, and we'll see how that goes. But I, okay, so I have to tell you, I talked to, to Jess, one of the Real Sober Moms. You will hear her story. She's from Wisconsin, as I am. And we talked about the new list that came out, the drunkest cities in America for 2023, which, I mean, oof, you guys, I know that we have a lot of Midwest people here. I am now in Illinois. I'm by Chicago. Um. But I'm from Wisconsin, and I lived in Wisconsin for 23 years. I um, went to college in Green Bay, which, as you know, Packers, I mean, it's a big, big drinking area. Um, and so all of the Wisconsin moms in our group, you know, I I just connect with them instantly because there is something about being from Wisconsin, and I know every state thinks that. But Wisconsin and drinking just go hand in hand. Okay. It's just, it's a cultural thing that runs very deep. And this list, let me tell you, this list just hits home that point because holy shit. 
I will link this in the show notes so you guys can list, um, can, you can read it. So it's worldpopulationreview.com and it's the drunkest cities in America 2023. Um, okay, first of all, I don't even like how they do it because it, it starts off by saying alcohol is a regulated drug made with fruits, vegetables, or grains through a process called fermentation. Like, yeah, can we like, that makes it sound very quaint and not at all dangerous. Um, let's see. Okay. So in the United States, a drink has 0.6 ounces of pure alcohol. A drink is considered to be 12 ounces of beer, eight ounces of malt liquor, Ugh, that just like reading that makes me want to throw up. Five ounces of wine, 1.5 ounces of 80 proof, 40% alcohol content, distilled spirits or liquor. So, you know, they're just given, they're just given the overview. Um, okay. This is such a weird, I'm trying to figure out their angle. Okay. The consumption of alcohol in low amounts, such as having one beer or glass of wine is often used to quote unquote, loosen up in social settings or relax after a day of work. Bullshit. It's all lies. Um, because alcohol is a depressant, it can slow down basic functions in the human body when consumed in larger amounts. Um, also not even loud, larger amounts, P.S. This includes decreasing motor skills, slurred speech, and slowing reaction times. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? First of all, hold on. Just seeing those words in, in type. It's like, hi, would you like this drink that will decrease your motor skills, slur your speech, and slow your reaction time? Yes. Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> um... Oh, wow. In the short term, excessive drinking can increase the likelihood of violence, risky sexual behavior, and injuries. Oh, and it'll also increase the likelihood of violence, risky sexual behavior, and injuries. Oh, great. I'll have another, I'll have another drink. Thanks. Okay. Long-term excessive alcohol consumption can lead to several health complications of the heart, liver, and other body parts. Alcohol can have serious negative effects such as high blood pressure, stroke, fatty liver, fibrosis, cancer of the esophagus, liver, color, I think they mean colon, and more. Long-term use can lead to dependence, anxiety, and depression. Okay, uh, there are separate from the accident. Oh, these are separate from the accidents caused by drunk driving and the six people who die every day in the United States from alcohol poisoning. Wow, this is actually chock full of facts. Oh, except for this next line. I wasn't even planning on reading this whole article, but ugh, this is the next line that is just, I hate this. Millions of Americans enjoy alcohol responsibly. However, it is also misused and abused every day by many. Okay, you guys, that's bullshit. Just that is bullshit. Um, there's no way to enjoy a highly addictive toxin that will, what did they say? That will decrease motor skills, slow your speech, slow reaction time, increase the likelihood of violence, risky sexual behavior and injuries. No one can, no one can drink that responsibly because it's, it's not on us to enjoy something that's that dangerous responsibly. That is irresponsible of them to print. Okay. All right. Approximately 18% of American adults regularly consume too much alcohol and the rates are higher in some cities. I mean, 
what is too 18%? Are we really thinking that's it? What is too much alcohol? Ugh, I hate all this. Okay. 24-7 Wall Street reviewed the excessive drinking rates in 381 metro areas in the United States to identify the 20 drunkest cities. I mean, man. Okay. The 20 drunkest cities in the U.S. are number one, are you ready, Green Bay, Wisconsin, to the surprise of no one, number two, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, number three, Appleton, Wisconsin, number four, Madison, Wisconsin, number five, Fargo, North Dakota, Minnesota, Is that like in both North Dakota and Minnesota? You guys, I didn't know I was going to have to know geography for this. Number six, Oshkosh, Nina, Wisconsin. Uh, So that if you're keeping score at home, that is five out of the top six are in Wisconsin so far. Number seven, Missoula, Montana. Number eight, Grand Forks, North Dakota, Minnesota. Is that another one? Does North Dakota border Minnesota. <laughs> wow. Number nine, Wausau, Wisconsin. And number 10, La Crosse on Alaska, Wisconsin, Minnesota. That does border. I know that. Um, okay. So just, just to, just to keep up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of the top 10 drunkest cities in the U.S. in 2023 are in Wisconsin. Number 11, Mankato, North Mankato, Minnesota. Number 12, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, which these are all Fond du Lac, Appleton, Oshkosh, Nina. Those are all by Green Bay. P.S. This isn't like we're not spanning. I mean, let's see. Madison is the most southern uh, city in this list, but these are all very, pretty concentrated. Number three, Iowa City, Iowa, or number 13, sorry, Iowa City, Iowa. Number 14, Dubuque, Iowa. Number 15, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Again, up in that same, I mean, in that same area. 16, Watertown, Fort Drum, New York. Oh, there's a New York in there. Number 17, Lincoln, Nebraska. 18, Fairbanks, Alaska. 19, Ames, Iowa. And 20, Milwaukee, Waukesha, West Alice, Wisconsin. Wow. So out of 20, I think we're looking at, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Out of 20 cities in the United States, 10 are in Wisconsin. It says the drunkest city in the United States is Green Bay, Wisconsin. Approximately 26.5% of adults drink to excess. 50.5% of driving deaths in Green Bay involve alcohol. Holy shit. 50% of driving deaths. Wisconsin has a total of 10 cities in the 20. Hey, I got that too. Um... It says there's no clear answer as to why the state is full of heavy drinkers. However, some attribute it to the cheap alcohol prices and the brutal winters. I mean, I don't know. I, I Why? 
because it's very, very normalized and glamorized and because it's, it's, it's taught to kids, um, that drinking is okay. We are not taught the dangers of alcohol in Wisconsin. You can be and drink in a bar as long as you're with your parents. You don't have to be 21. You could be 14 and, uh, and you can drink in a bar as long as you're with your parents and you're wondering, uh, why Wisconsin is on the list in 10 of the top 20 cities. Uh, yeah, I think it just run, it runs deeper than cheap liquor prices and cold weather. Um, wow, this is not something I'm proud about my state and I love Wisconsin. I love it, especially now that I don't live in it. I did not used to love it. Um, I don't know, guys. I I don't have like some overarching message and and something that we can glean from this other than the fact that, holy shit, drinking is normalized. It's glamorized. It's taught to us. And uh, I'm just super fucking proud of us that we are standing up against it and finally seeing how dangerous it is. Um, and we're not wearing it like a badge of honor. And it's like, yeah, look at the drunkest cities. It's like, no, that's actually a problem and an alarm bell should be going off. If you live in Wisconsin, I do want to tell you there are a lot of Wisconsin women in the Facebook group. And Jess, who I talked to for the Real Sober Mom Chats, is sober. There are sober people in Wisconsin too. I promise you that. So it might feel like it just, it might feel like too heavy of a lift, but I promise you it's not. I promise you that the weight of alcohol will become way heavier than the weight of stepping out of this, the vicious cycle and the culture of drinking. You can do it. 100% you can do it. Um, I will link this, this list in the show notes so that you can see it. I don't know. Let's talk about this. Maybe I'll I'll get a bonus thread. I'll get a bonus episode thread going on Discord so then we can talk about we could talk about the episodes over there. Um but wow. Oh, you guys know my Audible book is playing. Huh? Um okay. <laughs> I don't know. This feels a little depressing. It's not. It's not depressing. It's just a sign that we need to st- to step out of this vicious cycle and stop the machine. And we can, and we are, and I'm proud of us. Okay. Thanks guys.